One show where your voice matters. Our show is pre-recorded live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Join hosts Kelvin and Taylor as they get real about this week's topics. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Call in America. Now, without further ado, here's Taylor and Kelvin. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Call in America. Ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing out there? Uh, yeah, I'll turn your mic on. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you go ahead and uh, that needs to be adjusted. What's up, guys? Welcome to the stream. Um, Lord have mercy. Uh, hold on, hold on. All uh, right, there's perfect. Uh, a little too much. Uh, well, she wants to show to be about me, and boom, it's perfect. Um, what is up? What is up, guys? My name is Kelvin. My husband's Taylor West. He left the stream. <laughs> so, Call in America is um, uh, we are we are we are live, guys, and it's a it's a good night. Um, I'm just gonna scoot over. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. There's a lot happening in the country, in the world today, uh, especially here in America. And uh, we really just truly want to um, uh, we want to have some real dialogue tonight, guys. We want to have some real dialogue tonight about the courage of racism. Welcome back, Taylor. How you doing? It's a good day to be alive. It's a good. Oh, hell, if you're, if you're black, it's a good any day is a good day to be alive. But uh, there it is. That's that was the whole delay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is called America. We need our phone. All right. We need our phone. So um, once again, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Kelvin. I'm Taylor. And we are calling America. There we go. That's the official start of calling America. And you um, edit that out, right? No, we're not going to edit out anything <laughs> is, is because life? we like to do things. I like to keep it raw. Um, so, guys, uh, what's up today? Well, there's been a lot of activity this week, right? And there's uh, been a ton of activity this week. But and the activity is kind of becoming the weekly norm. Unfortunately, it is uh, constantly it, it, happening. It truly is. It truly is. It's like. Um, it's like we can't, we can't, you know, what we need is we need one of those. Uh, I'm kind of like OCD about this. I'm, I bump the camera and I like to be, I like for us to be center. But you know what's interesting? He likes him to be center. No, I, 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 don't do that. <laughs> um, so, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, what we need is we need one of those things that um, it says, you know, days since last, uh, like oh, yeah. accident or something like that. And it's terrible to even say that. It's even have that dialogue, but it's like, it's so true is that we need, you know, can we just go a week? You know, can we go a month without having another a black person killed? But let's get right to the show. We've got some wonderful guests. Uh, we 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 searched for an all female uh, guest host list tonight, and uh, and, I, and I think we achieved that. We achieved Asking that. you shall receive. Asking you shall receive. We got two uh, very powerful women. One of them, I, I believe, is having some difficult difficulty with the camera. So hope we're, hopefully, we're going to be able to get her on. Uh, but uh, we've got Sasha Ali. Who is an amazing, amazing um, actress and uh, and writer and just an amazing uh, person that's going to be coming on? She's actually call She's actually going to be with us virtually from uh, 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 New Orleans. Oh, God, I hope I got that right. She's going to correct me if that's if that's wrong. She's already looking at me. Louisiana? Right? No, I think it's New Orleans. I, I know it's New Orleans. I know it's New Orleans. And then we have uh, is that New Orleans in Louisiana? 
Oh, gosh, she's going to correct this. We're going to bring her on in just a minute. Okay, so she's going to tell us all the details for where she's from. We're not and good then, with um, geography. But, you know, I knew her from, from college. And then, and then we have another person, Miss Tamara Janae Smith, a.k.a. Aurora uh, Borealis. Hopefully we can get her uh, her stream to come through. But uh, she's just a wonderful, wonderful, powerful, another powerful black woman from um, who's out in Atlanta, Georgia right now. So we've got some dynamics tonight, guys. We've got some dynamics. We've got some people who are ready to weigh in. Uh, what are the topics? Uh, so we're talking about uh, <laughs> Dijon Kizzy, right, out of L.A. Yep. He was um, biking while black. Yep. Biking while sorry to cut you off, but it's mm -hmm. just it's just so shocking. And the stories that are coming out about it. So yeah. there's a, if you read the police report, it's one story. If you talk to uh, Kizzy's lawyer, it's a different story. Then if you talk to two women that saw it happen, it's two different stories. It's another so. story. And, you know, what's interesting is that they, they don't have body cameras in L.A. They don't, the police officers don't have body cameras in LA. So th that's just, that to me is just, it's just, a, it's a setup to fail. And it's like, it's, it's really bothersome. But what else? Who it's, else? Uh, you know, and honestly, those cameras should be like going live at all times. Like at, at this rate, I mean, we need a live, like when the officers are home, as far as I'm concerned, but who else are we talking about tonight? Uh, Daniel Pride out yeah. of, um, he, that happened back in March. However, all the videos coming out and. The investigation Horrible. and what they're they're figuring out about it and it is it's uh this one's sad to me this one this one like um and there's just so many names and, and i and i don't want to be disrespectful but um it's like it's like the young kid uh who was just listening to to music on his headphones he was uh he mm -hmm. uh, he was murdered by cops uh after he was coming walking home. down the street walking down the street from the store he was getting some stuff for his family and you know cops and he know. had a he did have a was a mental illness this yeah yeah, yeah this most recent one so yeah. But he was uh, he was killed because naked. Uh, he, the man was killed naked, handcuffed, and with a spit bat, a spit guard on his head. So we're yeah. going to talk about that. We're going to get into that, and then we do want to shout out. Um, uh, what is uh, Chadwick? Ma <laughs> I keep messing his name up. Sasha's going to get me for that too. We both were actors back in our day. Well, I I was an actor back in my day, but she's like all about it, and she she actually uh, did a. You know, what? I keep talking about her, ladies and gentlemen. Here are the rules to call in America. Uh, when the phone lines are open, you'll see the number on the screen. That means it's your time to call in. Uh, when you call in, you got about a minute or so to speak your truth. Okay. You can either tell us what, tell us on your mind. Uh, you can ask one of our, uh, ask one of us a question, including our guest host. And then that'll be your time. Uh, please be respectful. This is not, we get it. If you're out there and you want to call in and be an ass, uh, we can also block. I mean, that it's, it's very, very simple. This show is about dialogue. It's about coming together and finding solutions. Your opinion is not right it is yours okay and that's just and that's just the uh you can have your opinion and that's good and that's neat to and we welcome opinion. all opinions we welcome all opinions what we don't welcome is is hate and uh and just you know oh yeah we're gonna crazy. talk about that too i absolutely am going to talk about that i want to bring sasha on before we talk about that last thing though we got we got a quite few you know if you're watching the show right now uh please share the stream that is that is what we ask that you do it's it's your way of helping us spread the spread the opportunity for people to, to weigh in and to speak the truth and to have a true dialogue about what's happening in America. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring a fantastic, a fabulous, amazing actress, writer. She said she's going to wear a ball gown, a ball gown tonight. Let's see how she did. Let's bring on Sasha Elite. Stream. My Obama gown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said Obama gown. Just my my oh, dude. Remember the good old oh, days. Hey, oh, okay. Sasha, <laughs> <laughs> what is up? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Call in America. 
Thank you for having me. Okay, but um, New Orleans, Louisiana. Break it down. Break it down. Go ahead. Uh, no, seriously, thanks for having me, guys. But uh, yes, it is New Orleans is in Louisiana, so you, you know it. Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Hi. <laughs> what is it like in Louisiana? I haven't talked to you in quite some I know, time. What's the COVID nineteen and you know yeah. what's going on in the world? What's it like? Um. What's it like being a black woman in Louisiana? Too? What's it like being a black woman, in, not only in America, but uh, in Louisiana? Uh, weigh in, girl. Like, speak your truth. You know the topics that we're talking about. Tell us, tell us everything. Just speak your truth, okay? What's up? How you feel? Like, how how long do you do you wanna do you want me to talk for? Because we can. <laughs> you speak okay. the truth, and when you when we come back, I should, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I've been living in Louisiana for about a year, so it's been. It's been interesting, you know, there've been some things prior to COVID that's happened that has reminded me, oh yeah, I, I'm definitely in the South. You know, I've had, I work in, in the arts and, um, you know, I've just had, I've had very rich old white men talk about the nostalgia of slavery and how, you know, there's a hidden story about slavery that they don't tell you um, <laughs> about that a lot of slaves liked, you know, wanted to come home after the Civil War. Things like that. I mean, um, gosh, I honestly don't even know where to start, but it's it's been interesting um, being in the South um, and uh, seeing how politicized, like, simple things like wearing a mask has become. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, ask me if... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. That's, you know, honey, honey the thing about it is this, is that, you know, being black in America is, uh, it, it's it's just so hard sometimes just, just to be, right? Would, would you agree with that? Like, you know, it, it, you're always on, right? You, all, you always have to, to play a role, play a part. Uh, if you're going out there and you're dealing with white people, one of the things that I, that I have come across or heard before was that, you know, there was this meme that said, you know, for white people, have you ever walked in, you know, left the house and walked into a situation? It's like, I hope that this person, you know, walked into an interview or walked into anywhere and said, I hope that, um, I hope that, you know, the person that I'm dealing with is not racist, right? I hope that I get a fair chance in this interview. You know, Did, do you, have you ever felt that like as a black woman in America? I mean, can I just say, first of all, that I don't, well, thank you for having a black woman on this show tonight yeah. because I honestly have been. You know, I mean, I just feel in general invisible as a black woman. Um, I feel like something just happened to me like the other day where, you know, I mean, I've always felt invisible. I'm protected. I feel like there's not enough. Like you don't really hear enough from black women, particularly in this moment in time. You know, I do feel like and one of the reasons why I also decided to cut myself off from a lot of like social media and just television. I still do try to keep myself informed. But I'm just tired of people telling me how I should feel or what they think I feel, right? And and so I, I don't think there are enough platforms that really highlight Black women. And with that said, like all the different facets and sides and experiences that Black women make up. So I do, I do think we're like an invisible voice. We're like 1%. Um, but... Uh, I feel like I forgot how to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. tell you what are your thoughts about that. You know, weigh in, <laughs> weigh on, weigh in on on your, you know, 
what do you think? Well, and out in Louisiana, I had a question of, are there protests happening? Like it is, you're in the South, like, and then what are those protests? Because they can, protests can go both ways, right? Like you can have peaceful, peaceful protest, or you can have white pro- protests as well. Like, what does that look like? I mean, I don't know if protests are still going on, but during the height of the George Floyd um, Black Lives Matter movement, there were like everywhere else protests and I did participate in them myself. And it was an interesting experience um, on so many levels. Like, I think the last day of the protest, um, you can tell that there were instigators, right? That were there to kind of ignite. I mean, I I just felt like I was a target. Like, I had a target on my back. Like, I was being... There was this group of men who had like their faces covered and had these hats that where you just could see little bits of their eyes. And they kept on, you know, making eye contact and I would like move within the crowd, but then they would seek me out and just make eye contact. And then there was also people that were just being agitators within the audience and pushing people around. But it was for the first time in my life, I actually was felt protected by white folks because um, like the leader of yeah. the um of the of the protest was like because the energy was high and we could we all knew there were people there trying to cause a fight and trying to make something happen on the last day particularly yeah. and so she was like yo white people step up <laughs> and it was like a sea of white people just went right in front of me and I was like what what is what is this what you know, and not just myself, but every black person that was that was around near me and was kind of a force, um, like a shield became a shield just in case anything popped up and happened. And so that was like the first time that I was maybe visible or felt visible or seen. Um, but I mean. It's interesting being here in the South during this time because it's still the South. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I, I got a feel for you. You know, I mean, I don't, I couldn't, um, the South scares me. The South scares me well, for here a lot it's of very, reasons. It's more subtle, right? Like we do have instances where it's in your face. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. is. I mean, there are a lot of instances. It's not, you know, a couple. There are instances here in, in Arizona where it is directly in your face, but. A lot of it is more subtle, right? But in the South, it seems like it would be more aggressive. It seems like it would be more in your face. Now, I've never been to the South. I've never traveled there. Um, but just hearing stories, right? Yeah. So is that accurate to say? Is it is it subtle there? Or is it more aggressive being a Black woman just to walk around? Like, do you hear very aggressive things on a daily basis? Or is it more subtle in nature? You know, I mean, I think as a Black person, you know, because growing up, I was always asked the question, who does it like to be Black? And... And this was obviously from white people. And so, like, yeah. my answer is, to answer your question, I mean, I experienced racism anywhere. Like, I remember being Absolutely. in Santa Monica yeah. and having, like, just being at a red light and having people shout out from their car, you fucking nigger. Yeah. This is Santa yeah. Monica, California. Yeah. Yeah. Let's know, talk I mean, about it. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk I mean, about it. the way that I was born was from a hate crime. And yeah. so, like... I, I, I mean, I think I just have become a little bit desensitized. I don't think, to be quite honest, that... Let's talk about it, baby. That, that it's more racist in the South than in the West than in the North. I find racism wherever I go. It's just yeah. a matter of, like you guys were saying, how 
outright people are with it. Courage, courage. People have courage to have racism. And, and actually, what's interesting is that okay, so so this is this is where this is where the, the the tonight's theme and kind of idea came from is because I started. So I got banned from Facebook, right? And Facebook is very interesting about how what you got banned well, from Facebook. Oh, honey, like three. Well, not. I mean, they, they, they put you on these like they put you they put you in jail. They put you in the corner. They put, they put baby in the corner. <laughs> They put baby in the corner, but that's okay because I'm working on building up our YouTube channel. So um, the thing about this is that you're gonna make a black Facebook. Yeah, and then well, <laughs> they've tried that. They have tried that, and uh, but you know that's just, that's another that's a whole other show on black <laughs> Facebook. Anyway, um, so the thing about this is that so I started using Instagram more, right? Started using Instagram more, and uh, my word, the courage of racism in America is loud and proud. On Instagram, and, and it's and I'm I'm so happy that you bring up the the, the desensitizing, right? Because I started posting uh, memes on on our on our Call in America Instagram account, which if you are following, please follow us. And um and what's interesting is that I started to get more engagement. I was like, okay, I've been on Facebook. Facebook is kind of a dead medium, right? It's it's really honestly, I use it to promote business, and I do I do Facebook work for our clients, but Instagram is still kind of like a pop medium because you can get engagement from people who you don't know. And that's honestly what helps build our show. It's helps get our word out there. So we've been on Instagram a lot. I put in a huge focus on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I post things that I would post on Facebook that don't get the comments that they do on Instagram. Uh, I've been called a nigger uh, four times in the last 24 hours. And it's interesting. Like, it's I very, dare you to say it to my face. I, 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 they've been invited to call on the show. They, yeah. I, I'm about to go live. I'm about to go live on the phone lines. Actually, I'm going to do it now. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm concerned. You know, here's the thing is that, again, people, we're about to go. The phone lines are about to be open. And uh, we want you to call in. If you've got something to say, if you've got some, so, something to, uh, to speak on, understand that uh, Call America is a place for everybody. If you call in with it some, is a safe place. It's a safe space for discussion. If you call in and want to act out, understand that your number's in our caller ID. So it doesn't, so, so, so it's on you, okay? It's on you. If you want to have a respectful conversation, we will respect your privacy. But if you don't, baby, let's, let's get it on, okay? Because I'm, I'm now advertising on Instagram, and there is a lot of hate on Instagram. So that being said, phone lines are open ladies and gentlemen give us a call 585-522-7922 we want to hear from you wait what was that number one 585-522-7922 call me now that's the whole basis of this show it started out as a as a shout out to, to, to miss cleo uh from the psycho hotline call me now so uh give us a call guys weigh in on tonight's topics uh i do want to get in so the courage of the courage of racism in america is bold right and so biden had a live show today and the, the show uh, he had he did like a, he was in kenosha where the one of the most recent uh, shootings was and um and what he was talking about was uh that you know that this that this has always existed and you and i discussed that today in our briefing to, uh, earlier today and um you know racism always, has always existed in america here's the thing though is that um, let me turn up the call? Uh, is is that what Trump has done? And now, listen, I'm not. I am. I am. I am a, an independent, uh, independent black voter. Okay, I don't, I'm not a Democrat, nor am I a Republican. So understand that when I when I'm talking, I don't have an agenda. I'm, I'm speaking speaking what, what's happening here. Okay. Now, Trump. What, what Biden said today was that Trump. He. Uh, oh, man, I, I and I was going to look this up before I got on the show tonight. But what he did is he is he is he made hate okay. He he at, he brought courage back to having hate, and so people now they just speak openly. I mean, they'll, they'll say they say they say the n word like like it's like it's a hello, and they mean it horribly. You know what I mean? And it's but it's interesting because it, it loses its power. I feel like 
when it's so just like normalized. It's so normalized now. It's just like, is that all you got? Is that all you got? You know what I'm saying? Like that is that supposed to offend me? If you know I what may, you thought? If I may interject, I I and I just Always. and I think we talked about this before. I I don't know if courage is back with hate. I think it's yeah. always been here. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that we have been living with it and have been yeah. desensitized yeah. and forced yeah. to just walk with the traumas and walk with the bullshit on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we are also to a point too where we are fed up with yeah. it and we're no longer oh, yeah. safe spaces and allowing it to happen. So I don't know. Yeah. I think to be quite honest, listen, I've been called nigger growing up. I mean, I punched, you know, a bully. I mean, he would call me a nigger every day in seventh grade. I did grow up in Florida. This was in Florida in the South, you know, I, and he had a locker next to me every day. He would be moved, nigger, 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 this. He would draw wow. pictures of the Ku Klux Klan hanging black people and pass it to me as notes. Like every day, he found new ways to try to traumatize me and wow. bully me wow. and demean me. And you know, like, and so until one day I was just like, what'd you say? Boom. But Good. I mean, all that Good. said is to say that like, I've been living with it my entire life and so have most black people brown people, people of color, you know, but specifically black people, I think, because we get it from everyone. Everyone, you know? everyone. And including our own whole, selves within our own community, which is a and, whole yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up. But, here, but here's what I do want to say about that. For the white people out there watching this show, please understand that that does not, that that's not your business, <laughs> okay? Black, black people, uh, the colorism, okay, let's call it what it is. The colorism that happens in black America is none of your damn business. It's done to get yeah, business. There's and, plenty and, of other white people to focus on. Thank you. Focus on your own stuff. White people need to focus on their own racism and, and to fix that. Black people, we are working on us. And it's none of your business what we are doing or what we have done to each other in the past. Understand that that stems from slavery. Okay. We didn't we didn't choose slavery. We were forced into slavery. And the light skin, the, the light skins, okay. What what were those? Those people were in the house doing chores and shit. And the dark, the dark skin people were out there picking cotton. That was a that was that was a uh, uh, that was a choice made by slave owners to divide black people, okay, and to create to create weakness in the black community because if we hate each other, we are we are we are less than, okay, and so um so you know, but that's none of your business. What is your business is fixing the harm that all that caused, right? And that starts within within white people. So I'm, I'm happy that you brought that up because black people need to speak about that too, you know. And this show is about all it's all that's happening in America. And one thing that is happening in America. Is black people, we 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 are loving ourselves. And I do want to shout out black people. And I want to say that black people, I'm just, you know, we are loving ourselves and we are starting to hold ourselves accountable and we're starting to, and we're starting to, and we're starting to love each other. And I think that that's, that's what's truly important in America for black people. Yeah. So. I would agree. So I would yeah. argue that question and to the people that are calling in, like, I mean, I, I just feel like- Phone lines are open, guys. Give us a call. Yes. 585-502-7922. We want to hear from you. I'd love to bring my other uh, uh, caller on, but I don't think her camera is working. So let's get into, did you did you have a chance to, I know, you know, so it's black murder porn, what's happening out there, right? And I don't like to watch these videos because we just see too many of them. We know what happens. Does, does a black person die? Good. We don't need to, we don't need to know any of the details, right? It's, it, is, it is at the hands of police brutality. I think that people who believe that police brutality is not a thing, and want to provide you with statistics and all that jazz. It doesn't matter. Does not matter. It does not matter what the statistics are. If more white people are dying than black people, or it's the same, why aren't you mad? 
why is it okay for black for police to kill anybody unjustly or you know without without due uh, due process? You know, and so we we have we have two more black men that have died, uh, one in Los Angeles, and uh, this this guy was biking, biking. He was pulled over for a biking violation in 2020. Okay. If you ask me, this is my personal opinion, not the opinion of the show. This man was targeted. This is this is this is this is this is target. This is a target practice. Okay. Why are you pulling over a black man in 2020 with everything that's going on who's on a bicycle for a biking violation? And to this day, they, they still haven't d- disclosed what the actual biking uh, violations are. What are your thoughts on that topic? Oh. We got our first call. Let's call him We got a call, though. <laughs> Welcome to Call in America. This is Kelvin Taylor and Sasha. Who's calling and where are you calling from, Koala? <laughs> Shay! Oh, my goodness. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me get you turned up. All right. Who's calling and where are you calling from, Koala? Oh, uh, Shay from Phoenix. Hi, Shay from Phoenix. How are you doing, my friend? Hi. Oh, you're not doing wonderful. Miss Rana be treating me nice. All right, I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm in love with it. What is your question or comment, my friend? Floor is yours. So, I guess my comment has to be that I think, um, as a racist, the racism has kind of like changed and grown a new face um, in America. I think the way you combat it also needs to change. Um, and I think the basic way that anyone can really do is kind of just talk to people where they're at. Okay. And so I kind of want to think, I, I want to kind of get your opinion on talking to people where they're at and to like start, how do we start building connections with Woo! people Powerful. who don't think the same way? Thank you so much for the call, Caller. We're going to digress that now. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Shay. I mean, I actually, I had a roommate. When Trump was elected, he voted for Trump. And after avoiding my house for three days, I was like, okay, well, we clearly have to talk because I don't know how I'm going to live in this, share the same space with you after putting this man into power. And so we had a conversation, like a real, and I'm going to be real. Be real, baby. Cockiness. Be real. Any ego, you know. I wasn't shocked by most of the things that he was saying. He was, you know, from the Midwest. Yep. He's white. Grew up mostly around white people. I think maybe I was like a handful of like black people he had experienced in his life, you know? So what he knew about blackness and black people, black culture and his politics is, was heavily influenced on just the white experience. Yeah. And yeah. I think as people as of color, we're taught to not only be mindful and aware of our experiences, right? But also whiteness and how to make white people comfortable and be aware of, you know, we're taught to have dual consciousness, dualities, et cetera, right? Oh boy, yeah. And so, I mean, we had a real conversation and most of the things that he said, I was not surprised by. So it was a matter of me breaking it down, which I don't know, honestly, if, that really is up to us. You know, I, there were some things that I felt like I had to break down like a two-year-old as if I was teaching a toddler, Ooh, boy. you know, 
Come on and now. I don't think that's our responsibility, especially in this day and age. But I do, with that said, I do think that you can have a conversation with someone on opposite sides. If they're willing, two parties have to be willing to listen. They have to understand that you're going to say some things that I'm not going to agree with. I agree with. And I may not like you. But like, yeah, that's there's a bigger picture, you know. I'm alone. Yeah. But I definitely think it's possible because it's happened. Yeah. And was the conversation like was it a cordial, calm conversation, or did it get angst up? Like, what was the? I would say for the most part, it was a cordial conversation. I mean, yeah. I think there were moments where we both might have been like, you know, but just out of, I think there was a common respect, and yeah, and that ground, that common ground was respect of just yeah. respect for our two different walks of life and ideologies, etc. You know what? I here's I, you know I I do apologize. I want to bring another black woman on onto the show right now. I want to, I want to hear some perspective. You know, I want to give black women a chance to speak their goddamn truth. And uh, we've got another powerful black woman coming to the show, ladies and gentlemen. And her name is Miss Tamara Janae Smith. How you doing, beautiful? Oh, can you hear us, Miss Tammy Smith? <laughs> Hey, can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can hear you. How you doing, gorgeous? I'm doing good. Thank you so much, um, Taylor that, and that, Calvin, and just for having me a part of this community tonight. I appreciate it. We welcome you to the show, Thank love. So, the, the, so what I want you to do right now is the question, the question that was uh, presented by one of our callers was, you know, how do we come together in, in, in today's world? And, you know, with all of our difference, what is, what is it that we can do as a society to come together in it with our opposing views? The floor is yours. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I think one of the things that we could perhaps consider collectively within this community tonight and in the world is the significance of conditioning um, to think better. And I say that because racism ultimately starts in the mind, right? Um, not all of us um, same, or not not all of us even come from different, you know, the same type of communities, but it starts within the mind. And I think that the primary thing that we should consider is conditioning the mind, uh, conditioning the mind and um, through connecting with other communities. Um, connecting with other communities enrich our thinking and collectively uniting groups together so that way we can all understand each other's stories and ultimately connect. I think that there's been a lot of, um, I think that there's been a lot of efforts done already within education, within social movements such as Black Lives Matter, um, but, but that still isn't enough in terms of conditioning the mind. And when we really think, I hope you guys can see me trying to position this camera. When we really <laughs> think about, when we really think about the psychology of hate in the United States of America, um, you know, we we have to consider our leaders. We have to consider what has been within the mind of our leaders that helped to find this country, which is ultimately it's been separate uh, a separatism idea. Um, if you keep if you keep people separated for the sake of power, um, you know, you know, you'll 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 have what you'll have this place called the United States of America in which we live. When we look at the history of the United States of, 
of America and in terms of its history of separatism, we, we, we can kind of begin to understand how this courage of hate um, and this courage to hate, how it came to be. We have to look at the minds. We have to look at we have to look at these individuals who are making decisions in high high places, um, and and even those individuals who have made the decision to write tuition. I, I mean, all kinds of things. You're dealing with reasoning, yeah. and until yeah. we until we change reasoning, you know, when you change reasoning, that's when racism is going to change. That's when that's when there's going to be the ushering in. Uh, uh, of a new day, a new dawn, if you will. Um, oh, boy. And I, I think that's a good place to start. I, you know, I, I think that's very, very powerful. I, when, I, when, I listen, when I listen to both you and, and Sasha, I, I think of social acceptance. I think of social acceptance. And I think, there, I th- I, you know, I, and Sasha, I do agree with you in that, you know, there wasn't there that the courage, the courage of hate has always been there. And I do believe that people have always had that hate. I think, I think it's gotten louder. And that's just my personal opinion. I think that I think the hate has gotten louder and it's gotten bolder. Right. And it's and it's and it's gotten it's gotten a little bit more uh, subtle, too, which oftentimes is louder. You know, when, when there's subtle hate that they can just kind of get away with and, and, and everyone socially accepts that it, it's more accepted, you know, and so it has more power. And so subtle racism, in, in my in my opinion, it's, it's what happens. You know, I, li- I live in a very uh, I live in a gentrified neighborhood. I live in a gentr- we live in a gentrified neighborhood and we have, you know, we, we own property in a gentrified neighborhood. And what's interesting about it is that I, they, they have these message boards and they're, they are so filled with subtle uh, references or, or behaviors that are just completely racist. You know what I mean? Like the, the way that they will call the call in, the, you know, the call in, uh, uh, we, we saw a black person with a backpack. I called it in. Why? We're we're not a gated community. We're actually in in the heart of downtown. There's a park. Two there's parks. a there's a there's two parks here. All right, we have public schools here. Um, we're next two, to a hospital. Two schools. Two, you know, it's it's like why and and why are you posting this on the message board? And it could be Mexicans, but they never say like I saw a white and man never a white man. Ne- never, oh. I saw a white man with a, it's it's. I saw a black. I saw I saw three black kids doing this. Or it, let's say something did happen, right? Let's say it's like because we have we have a lot of different things that that, that go on. And, and one post that I'll never forget was. Uh, somebody left their golf their golf cart out because we have golf golf carts here. It's it's a gentrified neighborhood in, in Arizona. Welcome to it. Um, they have the golf carts, right? And they had the keys in the golf cart, and it was easily accessible. And what happened was is th- th- there was uh, some teenagers that got a hold of the golf cart. And they were doing donuts, and and they were you know what's that called when a teenager steals a car and like um, is it called joy joyriding? Yeah. So three teenagers uh, being teenagers. I'm not. I'm not condoning the the crime, right? I'm not. I'm not condoning the petty crime. But how it was reported on on the message board was three black teens took took this cart and we called it in. Here's the reality. Here's another way of uh, saying if they were white, three white people had fun tonight. Yeah, <laughs> three white kids were found joyriding a, a golf cart. They had fun, right? But when it's a black teens, three black teens were, were were recognized doing that. Here's the reality. What actually happened was is that the owner left a cart out for people to take it living in downtown that's that's the that's the first mistake right you live in you live in a neighborhood that just because you raise the property value does not mean that the people have gone away you have dispersed them but this is still a this is still a public i mean this this is downtown phoenix you know what i mean and so people live here there are homeless people that live here there are there are young youth that walk through here you know and you know what's so crazy is that so during the quarantine i started running and i run by the park every day and 
there's always this one woman. She's homeless and she sits in the same spot every day. And that's like her spot. Oh, yes. And you know what? Yes. I see people yes. walking by her. Some people are like talking to her, you know, having conversations. They're not saying anything of like, well, you got to get out of here, lady. Like, whether you live here, you live on the park. This is, she, this is my property. She lives here. I, as far as I'm concerned, she lives here. I see her she every time. Me. Like, she don't bother not, me. at any time of day. That's, don't bother me. That's where she lives now. It doesn't bother me. But the point is, is that there's people just, a black person just walks through the neighborhood and it's all over the, the message board with pictures. Boom. There's your point. And you there's got a white woman that's yeah. living there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're giving her high fives, you know? So, you know, so, so subtle racism is very powerful. It's very, very powerful. And so, um, you know, it, it's very interesting and it leads to things like these deaths that, that have happened. And so I do want to, I do want to move on to the next one because this one is really, really, this one's really, really heartbreaking to me. And it's, it's of the, of the mentally ill man who was having, having an, an episode. And I apologize if that is, um, is not the right word for, for, um, he was just having a mental kind of breakdown. You know what I mean? And, uh, he was, he was visiting his family, visiting his family. He was on vacation, vi visiting his family. Had a had 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 something go down uh, mentally for him. Uh, cops were called, and this man is outside. and And I saw the video, and at first he, he he's actually he complies the entire time. They say get on the ground. The man gets on the ground, and he is he is laying there naked with his hands behind his handcuffed behind his back. You know, it just it just hurts. It hurts even telling this, just even describing it. It's just painful. And then they put a spit guard over the man. They put a spit guard over the man, which, which I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. Apparently, it's a thing that happens and is normal, right? Bullshit, I think. But anyway, put the spit guard on, on this man. And then because the man who is having an, having an, an episode, right? He's talking. He's probably saying things that he's probably saying, fuck the police. I don't know what the hell he's saying. But because of their egos, this man is no threat, no danger to anybody. He's just speaking. Because of their egos, they force his head to the cement. And they hold it down. Very and the man, like and you hear the man, it makes you want to start crying. Actually, you hear the man say, y'all trying to kill me. What I really hate is this. And what I really hate is this, because this is what happened uh, to Jacob Blake. And this is what first happened to this man uh, who, who was, uh, who just, uh, who the video shows what, what really happened. He was then brain dead. The man, the man, he, meant, he went silent. And you hear the cops saying, you all right, man? The man is vomiting water. Okay. And they're like, you all right? You all right? Like, as if... No, he's not all right. You just had all of your body weight on this man for freaking three minutes. The man's how is he? How would he ever be all right? And so uh, the man is in a coma, brain dead for seven days. Seven days. When they they got the um, the perspective of his brother too at the house, and as they're pulling him outside, they tell the brothers stay inside, and he's saying, "Do not kill my brother. Do not come out." They killed this man. They, Eleven they, minutes later, he comes back and says, "Your brother's dead." They, they took this man, he was brain dead for seven days, seven days on life support. And they finally took him off life support. The man died. And I just, I think of Jacob Blake, who is now paralyzed, right? Jacob Blake was breaking up a fight. And then he was shot seven times, seven times in the back in front of his children and his wife, three is he, kids. Is he still handcuffed to a... And he's handcuffed to a freaking police bed or a hospital, hospital bed. bed. You know, ladies, weigh in. What are your thoughts, man? What are your thoughts? Speak the truth. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's still, I mean, this is still the plantation. Oh, boy. United States of America is still a plantation. Um, anytime that you still see individuals in society in a part of social institutions, such as, you know, our, our police uh, system, that is truly is another form of, of Jim Crow 
and and another form of, of systematic oppression. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised because this little place we call the United States of America, which is behind, we are behind socially because of racism. It doesn't surprise oh, me. Oh boy. It doesn't it doesn't wow. surprise me. Wow. The you know why it, th- this is where we are. Um, it's 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 it doesn't seem to appear to want to get better. And again, it, it starts in the mind. It, yeah. it starts in the mind. What what would make a person put their body weight on someone? What would do so that? That way they can, they can have power. They're, they're, that's their mentality. That is their mentality. It's you, like a go-to go tactic. It's like training too. You are you are trying to silence. You are, you are trying so hard to silence this voice. You have taken all. You've taken his ability to do anything. He can't harm you, but his voice has that much power that you will that you you will go above and beyond to silence silence it. Sasha, weigh in. What are your thoughts, baby? I mean, I I'm gonna say yes, and to Tammy, to Calvin, to <laughs> I think, you know, this country, I don't know if it will get better. I, I really yeah. don't. I, I, I do not know. You know, I think part of the conversations that I've been having with people is that I wonder if, and it's not just Black folks, because we, you know, before this whole wokeness, quote unquote, happened. Come on now. Come on now. America, I get would ask my friends, I would really ask them and say, when I'm not here, because whenever I was in the space, for some reason we were talking about race. So, oh boy. you know, when I'm not here, are you having these conversations when it's just all of you white people gathered in one room? And the answer was always no. No. And so with that, like I've been a part of, you know, I'm in the theater world. And so I've been a part of like these like theater conversations out here of like anti-racism, you know, meetings and it fell apart. And one of the things, you know, that I was worried about in the very beginning was, I don't think white people in the, by white people, I mean community at large, you know, understand the amount of work that needs to be done to erase, completely like have an erasure of this system. Because it is like, you have to treat it like like you have a hot. My name is so-and-so, and I'm a racist. It's not to be you like, you're to. evil. You have it is to. a disease. It is a sick disease, and it's going to take. to. It's not going to be five days, 10 years, 20 years. It's probably going to be 100 It's your lifetime. It's, it's, you have to do it in and your so, lifetime. Yes, and we have to start passing it down from generation yes. to generation. Yes, yes, This yes. is not a yes. social media post. This is yes. not a conversation that they may listen, you know, on your on your oh, right now. This is an everyday, you have to put this in your consciousness and really work at it. So when you are faced with similar situations, you start after maybe the 50th time, your brain goes, wait, I cannot respond in this manner. Oh, this is something wrong. You have to like snap out of it. And so America, and one of the things like, you know, when I was younger, I used to travel and like, one of the things, particularly in Brazil, Brazil is very fucked up in this racism. But but the thing really? that's very different about Brazil is that they, for me, my experience was like they talked about slavery. They talked about their racism. They knew they had an issue. Come on now. Like 15 years ago. 
And what shook me was I thought, wow, I would never have these conversations with white people in America without being the issue, without being seen as the angry black woman, without being, oh, are you sure that happened? That's just near map. Without sweeping it under the rug. And well, I'm so, not racist, right? I'm not right. racist. I, I didn't do I my my ancestors didn't own slaves. Who cares? You're white in America, you've benefited from racism and you Just benefit like today. Black from. people have genetic trauma. If you are white in this generational, country, generational you have racist shit that has been passed down to you subconsciously. And it's not to be like you're evil and I'm putting it all on you. But Stop you gotta recognize shit. it. But you have to recognize the issue in order that there's a problem in yeah. order to fix the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and I honestly do not know because just the simple fact for this like theater group of anti-racism shit that I've been a part of for a simple black woman to ask it wasn't me, but somebody else was like, "How?" Because the groups got separated with white folks and then black people, and then so the black woman was like, "Well, how did this happen? Can someone just explain it to me?" And then all these white people got so upset. Well, I'm not. I'm so tired of being accused. Da -da -da, X Y Z, and then it literally fell apart from. April to what month are we in now? September, all those months of work fell apart because white people got tired of being called evil or being having the finger pointed at them. They're not racist. They're not part of the problem. And so I really want, and that was the thing I was afraid of during this wave of quote unquote consciousness that shook America and the world. Are they going to do the work and do they, by they, I mean the white community at large, realize the amount of effort that is needed to shake this disease out of its system? And I, I honestly don't, I, I don't know. So, um, you know, I just, uh, first I want to do this. Boop. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby. Uh, put your name now because I don't want nobody harassing you. So, mom, don't don't accept any friend requests or do any messages. <laughs> and then, because because then we got this guy. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and give him this. So this so this is so this is this is this is what this is what fear looks like. This is what fear looks like. This is what insecurity looks like. You know, this is what keyboard warriors do. And I, and Brandon Brandon Branson, uh, thank you so much. Oh, you're on Periscope. Thank you. Oh wow, thank you for watching Periscope. Oh shit. We got a comment from Periscope. Hey, uh, that's awesome. Thanks, Brandon. I, I'm in love with that. That's you, what you're doing, Brandon, is you're showing me that our show is growing and we have more viewers. And I'm and I'm proud of you tonight. But here's the reality. So you do a lot of keyboard warriors, right? There's a lot of there is a lot of, you know, um, uh, our camera went out. I'm going to go ahead. Boop. Bravery um, behind the computer. There's a lot of bravery uh, behind uh, keyboards. You know what I mean? There's a there's a lot. There's a lot of it. And so. I uh, oh, I want to do this one too. Boom. Uh, let's see if you can know who that is, Sasha. Um, Matias, sister Angela. <laughs> that is Miss Bonache. Uh, we got we got New York. We got New York too. We got everybody, man. We 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 are nation. We are nationwide tonight. So you, you know, your voice is traveling, and I'm proud of you, uh, Tammy. I don't know what happened to your camera. Um, but so the, the reality is, is that there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there, right? And so. Um, and I just want to say this as a disclaimer, and I think I'm going to continue to put this out there, is that I stopped arguing with keyboard, uh, with trolls on Facebook and whatnot because they don't have the balls to call in. I started, we started doing this show. We started getting real about the different topics. And I, and I would get, you know, people get into these arguments and say all this stuff on Facebook and whatnot. And I say, you know what? We have a show. Call in. 
I'm not going to waste my energy. I'm not going to waste content. First of all, we're content creators. If you want to, if you want to speak your truth about uh, being anti-black, call it. You know what I mean? It doesn't scare me. Like your your view and your opinion yeah. uh, living, towards me doesn't scare me. Go ahead. Yeah, living as a black person, let me tell you, I was born because a bunch of racist white men hit punched my mother in the stomach when she was oh, pregnant no. with myself and my twin sister with oh, baseball bats. Okay, oh, I entered God, this no. world from hate from the white community. Okay, wow. so. The blah, blah, blahs, and I'm open to have a conversation. Nothing, I'm a black woman in 2020, okay? There's people, we are the most under-marginalized, unheard, invisible voice, and purposely so. So there's not, I mean, it's not even like my time. The blah, 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 that's not even like, there's nothing. I say that, that it doesn't scare me. <laughs> it's just and, it's so simple. For what I have to face so on a simple. daily basis, a conversation does not scare me. Or someone calling me a nigger. You know how many times I've been called a nigger? In my I was called four times in 24 hours. And honestly, huh. I just made memes out of it. You you provide content mm -hmm. for me. So continue with those comments. I, I you know, Honestly, I, I, I see it on Facebook. And I and I hope that it doesn't. I hope that the comments don't trigger uh, our other followers that are on, on Instagram and whatnot that are, that are viewing those comments. I'm not deleting them. I'm not deleting them and I'm honestly not blocking these people because, you know, unless they start fighting with like uh, our viewers or like that, I, I think I'll block them. But if they're just call, if they're calling me and they're go for it, live, live your life, have fun. Keep commenting though. Keep tell your friends to comment because it just helps us out in the algorithm. It gives us more, uh, it gives us more reach and that's exactly what you want. And, and honestly, and what I started doing was I started, I started hashtagging uh, the, the hashtags that, that we are not about. I started hashtagging, hashtagging white lives matter. You know, I, I want to get in their space and 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 uh, invite them to weigh in. What what's happening is that they don't. They don't have the they have the cur behind closed doors. You have the courage uh, to be as racist as hell. Uh, the the one the one meme that I made today, you guys can find it on, on our uh, uh, Call in America Instagram, is from this one one person who just he just loves the N word. It's like his he gets off on it. And I made a meme about him, and uh, he's going going back and forth, and uh, he even he even says himself, "This is my racist account." He's this big guy in some place like that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He, th none of his real for stuff a is attached. Account? He, he, it's his racist account. Like how you have an email for your junk mail or your porn or whatever. So I was just like, okay, you know. Listen. So you see what I love about that moment is like Taylor's like, wait, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. Like I'll be sensitized. You know, well, exactly, so, exactly. I, I listen to you guys going exactly. through this and like how normalized it is for you but honestly it like, is he had got through his yeah. whole day i'm sitting here working and then i'm jumping on my phone to get yep. prepped for yep. the uh the show and that's the first thing that pops up and i'm like what the and i'm like where's this, Appalled, guy? Right? this guy like let's go talk to him like i got something to say right like he's like oh, i'm like this started two days ago but you late today like this guy's been commenting on several of my posts which i love please keep commenting your hate please because it helps us out. It gets our it gets our show out there. You know what I mean? And if you got the balls, call in, call in. Call me now. 585-522-7922. Let's get another caller. Sasha is from New Orleans. Sachi, I well, miss I'm you. I'm not from New Orleans. I miss well, you I mean, too, Taylor. You should come back. Visit for Phoenix. Oh, I guess Modelo is our brand tonight. We drink at Modelo's. What you drinking on tonight, Sasha? Are they Sasha? your sponsor? Um, I will come to Phoenix. Um, you should. You should. You I'm drinking. We loved you. You, were honestly, you were honestly a, a, such a great, you know, you just were a great uh, housekeeper. Uh oh, look at you, see? How dare you spill? How dare you spill on Obama? Right. <laughs> uh, Obama. Uh, okay, let's 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 switch it up, baby. We are at seven fifty. We're coming to the end of our show. You you love uh, some Chad uh, Chadwick. Chadwick. Yes. 
Chadwick Boseman. I'll help you out, boo boo. I looked at him because I said his last name wrong uh, to you. Yeah. And she, she called me out earlier. And I would say his first name wrong. Listen, there's just a lot of black people in the media today. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm what mixing are you trying them to up. Say we all look alike? <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> uh, okay. So, love. Talk about Chadwick. Boz, oh Bozeman, boo boo. Bozeman. I keep wanting to say Bosnick. I don't know why I keep wanting to say that. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> tell us about him. You did you did like a, a thing with him and whatnot. And I want to and kind yeah. with and, him. You've met no. him before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speak your truth. <laughs> tell us how you met Chadwick. Oh my God, no, I I did not do anything for Chaz McBurn. You heard it here, folks, live on Call in America. <laughs> First of all, gentlemen. No, I've just been a, a, I mean, like like so many people, I've just been a big fan. And it really hit me hard because when Black Panther, I think, Calvin, what you're referring to is when Black Panther came out, I think I saw it like eight times in the theater. But I also literally, but I also did a... It energized myself and another girlfriend of mine um, out in California. We started to hold these community talks and discussions. You know, essentially, it, it transformed into how can we create within our own communities a Wakanda for ourselves, you know, real life Wakanda. And so, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, God, I mean, I, I'm going to say this because I'm wearing my Obama shirt. When I had no qualms, so this was before being black in white spaces was cool. You know, people would say, oh, are you voting for Obama because he's black? And I would be like, yes. <laughs> yes, I am, because I know what he represents to the children coming up, to the generations behind me. And so Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman, the way that he carried himself, uh, the films that he intentionally you know, chose to, or characters he chose to represent and play, I, he knew and was very conscious and aware of what it represented for, for young up-and-coming actors or young children and generations behind him. And that's the same way I felt about Black Panther and him as an actor and as a human being, as an individual. And so when he passed away, um, I really felt like, particularly within the Black community, we lost the light. I think humanity lost the light, you know, but I think for me, I'm going to say, I felt like we lost our king and I've been mourning wow. all week. Yeah. You know, because that, that's, that. that's, that's really, that's some true stuff. That's, that's some, that's some real shit. That's some real yeah. shit. Uh, Taylor, what are your thoughts, man? No, I think it's, you know, I can't have the same experience as Sachi, but I do agree with the the way that he was, um, the way that people idolized him, right? Yeah. And I know, like, it was, you know, being married to a black man, I've learned a lot, right? And I've started to understand how much there aren't black people in movies, right? And if they Ooh, are, boy. they're always like the first person to die. Or <laughs> can I speak on that real quick? Character that's always like, hey, can I speak on that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me finish my thought. Finish your thought, but I want to speak to that Neither. specifically because I, I kind of feel bad for Taylor sometimes. But go ahead. Yeah, so, but I mean, we watch we watch a lot of those of the Avenger movies. We watch a lot of even like cartoons or whatever, right? And that was one of the first ones where you know Kelvin got the same way as you, you know what you're describing. Change me, like it was Change me. exciting to see his culture represented yep. Yep. in a film, and not just one person as the leading star, but the entire cast, everybody. You know, 
it was oh man sorry guys. black women dark skinned black come on women. yeah the one that's like the badass fighter and beautiful and awesome. what's the one with the come badass on. fighter with the stick oh that was the sister right that was a sister. No, she was not the sister. The sister was the little girl. The, 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 not the little girl. The one, the big, she was bald. Yeah, bald. Yeah, and she had the oh, stick. Oh, you're right, you're right. And she was the fighter. Denied. She was that, that badass girl. That was my favorite. You guys are so funny. I love you so much. I, we, I mean, listen, I don't, I, now you know, I, I barely know my own damn birthday. Okay, I'm not going to remember your damn name. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, so relax. But it was also, it was a phenomenal movie. And then, wasn't it like the highest girl out of all the Avengers? It, it was, was the, the number one. Grossing. But that that is not news and i think that that is very, very important so two things i want to say first of all i feel bad for my, for my baby because uh we he, he he likes a lot of movies he likes a lot of movies and he loves watching and i like a lot of movies too until i until i had my and it's for every black person it's called your nigga wake up moment is when you realize that you are black in america and that's it's a very real thing look it up it happens to every black person and they realize oh shit i'm actually black like and there and that means something, you know what I mean? And and it mean and it doesn't mean other things, you know what I mean? And so once I realized that, it's it's a it's a rabbit hole that you cannot get out of. And it's not even a rabbit hole, it's just it's just life that you cannot you cannot unsee. Like you see it, right? Yeah, you can't you can't get away from it because it's everywhere, right? Your anti-blackness is everywhere, and in movies, especially, it's everywhere. And so it's Okay, <laughs> and so then you start to notice it, and so one of the places I noticed it was in movies, and I just I was immediately turned off. And you know who said it best was actually, and I really don't even think he's that great of a director, but I'll support him every single time. And that is the guy. Um, uh, he he did uh, um, us. Was it us? Yeah, get uh, out and um, get out. Yeah, get get out. Oh, get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. So, yeah. so you know, I can't wait when you guys are old. <laughs> I know, I know, God, we ain't gonna know nobody. I'm like, who am I married to? But um, so, use your brain. Uh, <laughs> use your brain. <laughs> use your brain. Oh, Jan West, I love her. But anyway, so uh, so he said it best. He says he says in his movies he will he he refuses and will not ever cast a white lead or any or, or uh, for for any of his of any of his movies because we have seen that movie and we and we oh, are right, right, right. we're over it. And I just was like, you're right. I, we, we know what happens. You, the, the, the white guy looks, look, the white, the white uh, narrative is awesome. Great. I don't care. I, I know what happens. You succeed. We get it. You know, you fall in love. You, you are the, you are the winner at the oh. end of the day. Uh, what's that? I got something. I got another story to tell. Up to. Hold on. I'm, uh, let me give it to you. So for him, I don't, uh, I, you know, we don't, if there's not a black, if there's not like a black, like lead or like even in the writing staff, like if there's not like writers or like voice, you know, people, voice actors or like that. I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm tired of patronizing these uh these these films that are anti-black. If you don't, if you don't, you know, go ahead, go ahead. All right. So you want to tell the story. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. You're the guest. Go ahead. It's important that, you know, we're seeing a lot of diversity in Hollywood. I think there's yeah, a difference yeah. between and on my YouTube channel, I will plug do have a skip about diversity versus representation. But like but I think it's also very important because I think there's a big difference in Hollywood and Hollywood needs to wake up to that. I think yeah. that's the next level of yeah. rep accurate representation. It's not just about putting diversity because for example, you know, I also work as a coach and long story short on a TV show I probably cannot name, but it's on Netflix. There is a um, Haitian character and yeah. I had a lot of backlash because because the studio had hired this white male who was a professor with linguistics and French and Haitian Creole, as opposed to this Haitian woman that speaks well, the Haitian language. Damn black woman. The hell? And so there were a lot of things that was just made up 
<laughs> that was like not true. And I literally had to ask almost every generation of Haitian person that I knew, you know, knew. To confirm. Nobody knew where it came from. Right, right. But they you had to do the work. That's crazy. This white man who had a degree. I'm like, I have a degree as well. I have a master's as well. You're Haitian. And I'm Haitian, but I what could degree not do you need? It, but you know, you, you also hell? need a degree if you're black. So like if, Baby, you need a master's if you're black. You know what I'm saying? Like where, where, which where, I have, you know, me being Haitian come on, was come not on. even enough. And so the, I'm gonna be real, that character was not authentically represented. Of course. of course. And I think what Hollywood needs, and you have all these. You need, it is so important if you're going to represent, and particularly with Black accents and Black culture, because yeah. I, what I try to tell actors and people, also casting directors, directors, that, you know, if an actor walked in a room and the person is British, but you want us to, and I walked in, in an Irish accent, you're going to look at me as crazy and disrespectful and or doing, you know, doing things that are of the Irish culture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. the same thing holds true for black culture. We are not monolithic and just putting us in front of the camera is not enough. Here's here's what I want to say and you know we're we're going we're going to get to we're we're going to we're we're done. We we did the show. We are done with the show. Here's what I want to say though. I, I want to challenge story. you on what's <laughs> you're going to tell your story maybe. I'm going to give you time. Uh, what what I want to challenge you though is that it's not Hollywood that needs to change, right? This this idea of cancel culture and pe and people have their views on it. And I think we're going to do a show about about cancel culture uh, coming up here. Um, and the the reality is that Hollywood doesn't need to change. The consumer needs to change, right? Hollywood Hollywood is only a machine that is fed by us. Okay, and so if are you we are about like supply and demand, it's like supply and demand. demand if we are, if we, if we, if we demand uh, uh, black, you know, black black actors, mm -hmm. black leads, black writers. If we say we're not watching that film unless there is diversity and inclusion in that film, Hollywood will have to listen. So as, as much as we want to, to make these, these uh, institutions or these organizations change, they're not going to change unless we change, right? Because they're, they're going to do what works for them. And what works for them is, is just doing what they have been doing. What's going to change and what's happening in America right now is that the consumer base, right, white people, for one, as far as racism is concerned, and as far as I'm concerned, white people are getting sick and tired of white people's shit. That's when that's when racism started to see a change. And I will, I'm going to give 2020 a shout. Okay, racism has been like we're 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 at we're at the door, right? We're at the door. We have not been this close to like really putting putting it into you know understanding what needs to be done as we in the entire history of America. And and, I, and I'm going to say that as a personal opinion. We're, we're, we're there because you have a lot of white people. Some 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 of y'all are getting out of control, right? Some of y'all y'all doing too much. Y'all want to put flags up on shit. You want to change the names of, of streets and paint things and like that. That's not what we're asking for. We're asking for justice for for unjust death for unjust death. But you're you're getting there. You're getting emotional, and that's fine. But we need to rear it back and focus on what we're actually asking for. But we but we've arrived. We've never had this much engagement in regards to uh, being black in America from people that are not black. So I do want to shout out that, but. We have to change as a society and stop supporting these institutions that don't um, that are anti-black. And I think that, that that is on us as a society. Um, Sasha, where can we find you? Um, I'm not on social media currently. <laughs> Louisiana. You gave such a little, you gave such a, a smirk to that. I felt bad for you. <laughs> You're like, <"Mer." laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm actually quite happy with that decision of not being on social media, but. Um, 
I don't know if I, maybe I'll call into your show next time. I, you're <laughs> gonna, you're gonna be, I, no, I think, I think this is a good platform for you. And you know, what's crazy is that, so this is what I want you to get ready for is that we got, we got the follow, we got the, uh, the debates coming up. We got like, we got, you know, we got the elections coming up, baby, and we go live every single Thursday, and we're going to be talking about it. And sometimes we may just go spontaneous live after a debate or something like that. I want you on, so be prepared. Okay. I need, we, need, we need to elevate black women's voices. I've always said, hey, so, okay, so real quick, you did say something earlier uh, about, um, I think you said something about uh, supporting black women. Are you going to, you're voting for Biden? That's the only reason why I'm voting for, voting for Biden is because of the black women on the ticket. Well, you know, I just wanted to say that <laughs> if you didn't put a black woman, I would have been like, you know what? I'm done. Bags. I'm out. I'm of good. This I'm good. I'm good. I was I, um, I, good. Yeah, I'm good. Too. I mean, yeah. yes, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but it's a yeah, whole other conversation. I am voting for Biden. Um, listen, like most people, I'm not that thrilled about it, but like, like my same reason for voting for Obama, I know. <laughs> Baby, it's for the, it's for, the, for the damn black woman. That's what I was saying. Because you said you voted for black women because he's black. Yes, I did. Any other questions? And this, and I and I wanted to sit pair at that. Yes, I am. But Obama was also qualified. Yes, Not to negate that he wasn't qualified. He was obviously qualified. I don't give a shot. Listen, Trump's not qualified. Vote for him. Trump's not qualified. Trump's not qualified. Vote yeah. uh, by uh, qualified. Y'all voted for him. I don't owe anybody an explanation about anything about my vote. Did you right. vote for him because he's black? Yes. Yeah, I help you with something else, you know, next time. Oh, but I do want to say oh. he was qualified. Like, yeah. I remember, because <laughs> I remember when, what was it? Not, um, oh, God, what's uh, the name? The Al Sharp, was it? Not Al Sharpton. Yes, Al Sharpton when he ran, you yeah. know. That's what my I mother. I was kind of like, I know he's black, but he doesn't seem... <laughs> Oh, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's show, baby. Sasha, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. My mother says, Good job, Sasha. Oh, thank you, Lola or Mrs. Harper. <laughs> Mrs. Harper's fine. Uh, thank you, Sasha. This has been fantastic. Uh, we will look forward to having you on the show again, baby. Bye, Sasha. Thank you, guys. Sorry, Taylor. I want to hear your story. Oh, gonna, that's going to be his, his uh, final thought. So stay tuned. So you can keep watching on YouTube. Um, uh, I say baby to Sasha because Sasha is a very good friend of mine. And we've been friends. And, and she's actually my sister. And my and my just my absolute, baby, my absolute love of my life. And I just, uh, before Taylor, before Taylor. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you are you are my black sister from another Mister Baby, and I'm in love with you. I know Kelvin says his orange hat days. I'm oh, sure he's about that. <laughs> uh, so, Sasha and I tried to get on. Uh, what was it called? Um, we was it the real world? I can't remember. No, no, no. no. Oh, it was God. called uh, What Not to Wear. And I literally South Jersey Port. Next to the Brooklyn Bridge, we took we switched clothes. Is we, what we did. did. So, which don't tell me you have that picture. I had like I just took out a bunch of pictures. No, I don't have it right next to me. Damn it! I That's so funny. So oh we used to, we we switched clothes, and I had my orange my army hat. It was like an orange army hat. I had my puff jacket, and we looked, and I had an afro with a pick in it. Oh my god, that was that was black. Whoa, okay. I was like Michael Jackson. Old I'm going to try to find that picture and show it. Next please time. do. Please do. I love you, Sasha. Thank you for being on the show, baby. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, Bye baby. <laughs> Ow! Final thoughts, Dave. That was a lot of fun. What was your story? So we were talking about, you know, Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. Being and how Black Panther allowed Black people to feel represented in 
movies, right? And so I remember uh, there was one night we were laying in bed and we're watching TV or whatever, and this trailer comes on, and it is for, I don't even think it was a movie. I think it was like a short film, which is like 10 minutes long or something like that. So, But it was produced by Disney, and it's about this big burly guy that's like running around his apartment like crazy, and he's trying to clean up, and he's got this little dog, and his little dog is obviously like his best friend, but kind of a troublemaker, and his parents are coming over. And as his parents are coming over, the dog pulls out this picture of this big burly man and his boyfriend. And it's like pulling it out to show the mom or the mom finds it or something. And the movie's called Out. So it's about him coming out as a gay man. Right. And so but it's a cartoon. And like I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Oh, my God. I can like I can. I remember being that guy. I remember like going through that. I remember having to like have those feelings. This is adorable. I want to see this. I want to see this. And I, I'm saying this out loud. And Calvin just looked over and he's like, great. Yeah, no, it feels good to be represented in, in TV. Right. And I was like, yeah, th- wait a minute. What? Yeah. Ah. And so it was like it was kind of like an aha moment. Right. Like, oh, that's that feeling. OK, got it. Cool. Like representation matters. Mm-hmm. Representation matters. That, that almost brought me to tears. You know, I, I just want to say um, there's, there's actually a comment that came in and I think I want to spend five minutes on it. Are you OK with that? I want to talk about this comment. And you know what? I'm going to open the phone lines because here's the thing is that we're not, in a, you know, it, it is 807. And I, I think that it's, um, I'm going to give this about three minutes, right? I'm going to give this about three minutes because I think this is a, um, I think this is, it's an interesting, it's an interesting comment. So explain why transgender people demand acceptance yet they don't accept themselves as they were. I mean, that question can mean many things. I'm not sure yeah. if I no. understand the specifics with that question. I think what they're saying is that if a, if a, if a, if a man, if a cis male is born male, uh, why not accept them as themselves? Well, I mean, I think... Because that's answer, not who they are. My answer to that is that they did accept him, themselves as they as themselves right like so if they didn't they would have stayed whatever gender that they were on the outside right but the fact that they have accepted themselves internally is what built them into the transgender so i i have nothing else to say i think that question has been answered uh thank you so much kulu uh kulu i like that kulu you're a new watcher thank you so much for tuning in i hope that that answered your question we will answer questions guys and so um i don't think we need to have anybody call in Tay, you fuck, you freaking nailed that, and I think that is going to be our show. What are your final thoughts on tonight's show? Uh, you know, it was a uh, it was a great show. I lo- yeah. I realized how much I miss Sachi. Oh, uh, yeah. Tammy did a great yeah. job, yeah. and uh, it was great feeling. You know, having both, first of all, women, um, but then black on. women on top yeah. of it. Come you know? on, come on. Um, and it was a great conversation. I like hearing their perspectives, and I want more of that. I want more black women. And more women in I general think I do too. on the show. I think I and do too. When I think about it in the past, like, are they our first women on the show? I, they they are the first women to to be on on the show. And I wanted this week to be. Uh, I wanted this week to to feature um, women. And honestly, I I didn't. You know, I, I chose. I actually chose three women. I chose. I chose Angela Bonacci. And I chose uh, Sasha Grandois. And I chose um, uh, Tammy Tammy Smith. These are three powerful women that that have been in my life and and who I respect, admire, and. Um, have helped me in ways that I've, I mean, they, they, these, these are old school women. These are, these are the, before I moved to Phoenix, these are like, you know, when I was discovering Kelvin Harper, you know, before I even became Kelvin West, before I was discovering Kelvin Harper, these women helped shape, um, 
Telfer Harper. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and just so Tam, Tammy, I knew in high school, I knew Tammy in high school and she, man, I, I can't even tell you. I, I do want to take a moment and just shout out uh, the three women that I was going to bring on Tammy. I knew in high school and she, she just, um, we used to do the craziest things in high school. And she's the one who, who gave me confidence. She gave me confidence to be who I was. And, and, and she did that because Tammy, Tammy and I, we, boy, we, we caused a scene. But we were always just, just amazing together. We always support each other. And we're always there for each other. Sasha, Sasha just was my, my immediate sister. Like, I just, I, I felt like Sasha and I just, we, we were kindred souls. And we just, um, we were just always there for each other. We went through a lot of shit in New York. And like, one of the things I love about Sasha, where, where her power comes from, I think, and I, and I hope she doesn't, she doesn't kill me for telling this story, is that she lost her mother. You know, she told a story about, about how her mother uh, had her early, you know, but she lost her mother, mother at an early age. And that was something that has always just, it's been a big fear of mine is losing my mother. And, and here I have this black woman who in college was just so strong and so powerful um, after dealing with something so in, in, at the time in my life thinking like I, I couldn't imagine being as strong as you are right now. And so I just, um, I love her. Ah, oh, it makes me cry. But, um, and Angela's just, Angela's my fucking girl. Yeah. I'm well, gonna have her no, on the show. Angela's gotta be show. on the show to get her on the monologue, show. So. so you guys are gonna see it. So yeah. that, that's that's my final thoughts for tonight. Well, here's a, another go final ahead, thought. Go ahead, I hope the stories next week are a much different story. Yeah. But we only bring up what's in in the news. What's so. in the news, guys? So I if you want to be a guest different. host, let me know. Um, I want differences of opinion. Uh, my name is Kelvin. I'm Taylor, and that is our show. Thank you for tuning in to the Call on America podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. The Call in America podcast is brought to you by the Project Division of YBS Pros and produced by Y Podcast. Tomorrow's solutions today.